You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, episode 105. When we talk about the thinking environment, in a sense, this is around how do we generate the best thinking for others, for themselves. And yet, it's also very much connected with feelings. And so we work at a very deep level around helping people to uncover the assumptions that may be limiting them and to create and replace with more liberating assumptions. And in my experience, this work has been transformational and certainly helped me achieve my mastery in coaching. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello, welcome to the show. I am your host, Meg Rentschler. I want to give you a warm welcome on a cold Michigan day. I am in a hotel room recording this introduction as the wind blows outside. A cold front is moving into Michigan and I am ready to get back to Texas already. I think my blood has thinned since I moved away from Michigan so many years ago. I want to welcome you to this show. It's such a great show. We are working with or or talking with a coach who is a master certified coach. Jane Adshead Grant is a coach out of England who is going to share with us her path from certification to her MCC and what she's doing now, how she went about choosing mentors and trainings and ways to continue to grow her coaching muscles and something that she's committed to doing on an ongoing basis. So we are going to have a great conversation and I'll tell you more about Jane in just a minute. But it got me to thinking that I would love to know about your journeys and where you are with your journeys at this time. So I would invite you to schedule just a short time with me, maybe 20 minutes. I'm going to put a scheduling link in the show notes and on the website at starcoachshow.com. I would just love to hear, you know, what kinds of questions do you have at whatever point in your coaching journey you are right now? What are your questions? What are the things that are working well for you? What are your stumbling blocks and the barriers that seem to consistently be getting in the way? So I'm just curious and and would love to interview or have a chat with those of you who are willing to do that. I'm going to set aside some time slots to do that. And if you don't have the time to do that, or if the time is taken already, and you'd be willing to fill out a quick survey about that, I'll also have a survey available. So I'm just in that place right now of wanting to know what does the audience need? Where are you at? What What do you want more of? What kinds of resources might be missing in your lives and and what would be helpful for your continued journey? So I'd just love to have a talk. I'd love to connect with more of you. So if you're interested, check out the show notes or our website at starcoachshow.com. 
and grab either the scheduling link or the survey link and give me some feedback. I'd love to hear it. Now let's get to today's show. As I mentioned, our guest today is Jane Adshead Grant. Jane is the director of the UK and Europe Barry Weimiller Leadership Institute. Jane is absolutely passionate about the field of coaching. Her expertise as a coach is helping clients develop their independent thinking with rigor and courage and imagination. She uses generative listening and incisive questions to work with clients to get past their limiting beliefs, to liberate themselves from assumptions that are keeping them stuck, and to grow leaders and cultures where everybody matters so that everybody has an opportunity to thrive and to contribute to their growth and their families and their teams and their organizations. You're just going to get this sense of warmth and passion from Jane as she so generously shares with us what is the path that she walked, that she continues to walk, to learn and grow and strengthen her coaching so that she shows up that much better for her clients and for the coaches that she trains. So Jane also trains and works with other coaches. There will be information on our resource page at starcoachshow.com about Jane, but I'm not going to make you wait anymore. Let's go to our interview with Jane Adshead Grant. I want to welcome Jane Adshead Grant to the show today. Jane, thanks for taking time to be with us. I know you're going to be sharing some extraordinary things with us, and I just want to welcome you. Thank you. It's great to be here, and to all of those listening, welcome. So we have talked about, you just have a plethora of experience and different wisdom that you could share with us, but in our discussion, we thought that maybe looking at um, your story and your path forward and, and what some of the things that you do to work with your clients would be a real value add to the audience. And I'd like to start with just exploring a little bit about what brought you into coaching and, and a little bit about who, who Jane is to the world of coaching. Oh, thank you. Sure. Well, I guess um, what brought me into the world of coaching, I have a background in people-centered roles. So for the first 15 years after college, I worked within professional and financial services, within international law and investment banking. And during my time there, I really enjoyed and discovered that what I love to do most is facilitating the development of others. It was a real privilege not only my client base, but also those um, whom I had the privilege of leading uh, in the small teams that I led at that time. And so I moved into coaching actually at the time when my husband and I decided to have a family and I wanted to go back to work after our eldest daughter was born and finding a way that I could continue my purpose, my mission, if you like, was to serve others so that they could step into their potential every day. And so I initially moved into becoming an outplacement consultant, helping people transitioning from one role to another. And quite quickly, within a year, discovered that the work I was doing with my clients was going far deeper. And so I retrained as an executive coach. And that's my the sort of step into to my own coaching practice that I set up some 16 years ago now. 
So 16 years, you've been working with others. In that path that you've walked for the past 16 years, what are some of the lessons that you've learned that, you know, coaches in whatever part of their journey they're in might be able to either resonate with or learn from as well? Well, I guess starting out of a, as a coach, it, you know, it's pretty nerve wracking because back then it, it wasn't as well known as it is today as an industry and as a profession. And I, and I say it was nerve wracking because I think I put huge expectations on myself. Um, and part of training to be a coach, one of the beautiful things is we learn more about ourselves. Yes. I think one of the key lessons was around this performance anxiety that, you know, I had when I began coaching and was thinking, am I adding value and my client accomplishing what they want to accomplish? And so I became conscious that actually that was more about my stuff than theirs. So that was one of the key things that I learned as I became, you know, as I developed myself as a coach was to recognize what was going on for me and let that go so that I could be in best service. How did you let that go? Because I hear that a lot. And the minute we put ourselves in the middle of the session, it's, we're not bringing the value that we're kind of caught up in. Am I bringing the value? So once you became aware of that, what were some of the things that you did to then remove yourself from that it's all about me and the value that I'm bringing? I think that's a great question. I say I worked on that for years, Meg. You know, I was conscious of it and yet it was difficult to shift. And for me, the, the defining moment was when I uh, discovered the thinking environment because through my coaching journey, I had begun my work in with neuro-linguistic programming and, and coaching to support individuals, you know, with their mindset, the language and the neuroscience behind that. And then I moved into cognitive behavior coaching and I really got to work and understand what makes us who we are as human beings. And that the thing that I hadn't discovered yet was how I could best serve others to think for themselves as themselves. And it was in discovering the thinking environment and the 10 components that enable us to show up as equals, that we may have different backgrounds and experiences, but we all have the equal capacity to think well for ourselves, enabled me to quieten my own mind and give my attention wholeheartedly to my client. And that was the transformation that allowed me to let go because it was, yeah, in that moment, it created a very special partnership and depth of trust um, that from there on in shifted everything. So what that struck me as is sort of really embracing and kind of coming to that place of, I truly, maybe before intellectually, I realized, but now I truly understand that my clients are whole and resourceful, and I don't have to bring the value to them once I truly believe in that, then I can be in that space of partnership without it being all about the value that I'm bringing and is the process going to do what it's supposed to do because they're paying me to be their coach and I'm supposed to bring value. And through the work that you did, kind of getting back to that place of just truly believing that you could trust the client who had those answers as well. I think it is. It is totally about trusting your client. And to your point, it was about feeling it. So yes, it's about, for me, it was about feeling and connecting with my heart and soul that my client had their resources within them, um, rather than it just being purely something logically that I knew. But it was when I felt it and experienced that with my client, was I able to let go of that performance anxiety. 
That's awesome. And one of the things that I've seen, and I'm wondering if this has happened to you or if you've seen it in the work you've done with coaches as well, is once we begin to experience that, it just reinforces itself again and again. So we see that trusting in the client and trusting the process brings the results. Plus all the, you're obviously an ongoing learner. So you continue to learn and apply these different sort of concepts to your coaching and what has that done through your journey as well? Well, it's done huge amounts. And I think the thing that I observed is when I generate that trust between the relationship of the client, then that encourages them to go further. And so what I've discovered in being a thinking environment with my clients, so this is a way to generate an environment where they feel and know that they matter, where they feel encouraged to go to the edge of their thinking so that they can think for themselves as themselves, as opposed to what perhaps someone else might want them to be or to think. That in itself has helped my clients grow and reach kind of new insights and transformations that I hadn't witnessed previously. And it's just been a real privilege to work at that depth all through, you know, working on myself and my own mastery of coaching, how that translates in what the clients have developed and gotten as a result of it. So I'm just curious when you've obviously done some very specific lines of training or sort of um, concepts around. So what in your journey, how have you made a decision about the areas of study that you go deeper into? Well, you know, interestingly, it wasn't conscious at the outset, but when I now look back on my journey, it all makes sense. And that sort of the dots have all been joined up. So I started out within neurolinguistic programming. I was fascinated by language and I've always been interested in language and what we say to ourselves that either enables us to accomplish what we want and to help others. Or in fact, it can disable us and we can hold ourselves back by some of the limiting beliefs and assumptions we may uh, develop over time. And I discover through neuro-linguistic programming um, that just fascination and interest in the way the brain works. But I found though that I wanted to go further with my clients. And so that led me to cognitive behavior coaching. So I did a postgrad in psychological coaching. And this was really based very much on sort of Carl Rogers approach, person-centered coaching and cognitive behavior therapy is where it began many, mm. many years ago. And so what I learned from that piece was really understanding human, a human being from the connection between our language, emotions, physiology, and the, you know, the sort of setup that we find ourselves, the system that we find ourselves. And that was very rich. And sometimes I found myself the only leadership coach in a room of psychologists. And I, I kind of thought sometimes I perhaps was a frustrated psychologist. I kind of wanted to do that. <laughs> And yet, and they all wanted to come into the commercial world. So we had some, you know, great rapport and conversations around that. And then it took me to the thinking environment. And what led me there, Meg, was I'd gotten so far and I'd read Nancy Klein's amazing book. And what I realized was that I had helped and discovered the way that we as human beings kind of are and what makes us who we are. But what I hadn't discovered is how do I help someone think for themselves, as themselves, And that's what led me to be curious and to want to learn more about that piece. And so my decision to pursue the thinking environment way of coaching and and being was very much driven by the very outset of of language and the whole human being, the the sort of person-centered piece. 
So it sounds as though you almost, you followed your heart through that process as well. I mean, definitely, I'm sure your mind was telling you, I hear this passion from you also about the passion for language brought you to NLP. And then it just sort of, where did the passion lead you next? And what works really grabbed your, both your heart and your mind, maybe? So true. I love the way you pick up on the heart piece, because when we talk about the thinking environment, in a sense, this is around how do we generate the best thinking for others, for themselves. And yet, it's also very much connected with feelings. And so we work at a very deep level around helping people to uncover the assumptions that may be limiting them and to create and replace with more liberating assumptions. And in my experience, this work has been transformational and certainly helped me achieve my mastery in coaching. So as you are a master level coach, um, what are some of the things that you specialize in with your clients? What's some of the work that you do with clients? Well, today I have three hats. So my work as a leadership coach is I work with both emerging leaders and senior leaders. The emerging leaders are those who are stepping into a leadership role for the first time or maybe second time and who want to become more conscious around their approach to leadership. And so I work with them on defining their purpose and how they can add meaning to their role, but also create a culture whereby they are really engaging and helping to nurture those that they serve. And then I support or rather I coach the senior leaders. And these are often individuals who've become very senior in the organization and have come to the realization that what's got them where they are today isn't what's going to keep them going for the next 10, 15 years because society has changed, organizations have changed, and individuals want something different. And so this is really helping them with their mindset and helping them to think about how they can best serve their team members, but also working very much on themselves. And sometimes that's quite challenging because it's around that behavior change, um, but the willingness and the um, developing, developing more self-awareness. And I guess so that's my hat around the coaching piece. Okay. And uh, the other thing that I specialize in is we've just talked about my approach around under, my coaching is underpinned by that blend, but particularly the thinking environment. And I train other coaches in the thinking environment and also leaders in business who want to get the best thinking and high performance from those in their span of care. And then I'm also um, fortunate to bring my work to uh, larger teams now, and in particular with my colleagues um, that I work with, uh, the Barry Waymiller Leadership Institute in the States, where we support leaders in businesses through adopting our truly human leadership culture so developing leaders to develop the culture such that they can become a force for good in the world of business. So three very robust, incredibly impactful hats, I would think, that you wear or areas that you work within. So if for those people who are listening, who are sort of maybe more at the beginning end of their, or of their path or have transitioned from doing something else, maybe even those of you who are listening who have been here for a while, but still, what... Jane, what would you, what words of wisdom would you give for kind of following the, obviously your three buckets, I wouldn't think are buckets that began immediately. So you sort of built to that. What are some things that you did along your path to continue to grow into where you are now? I know that's a huge question. So take it wherever you would like. I guess the first thing is to dream. You know, I was thinking to myself, you know, 10 years ago, I dreamt of being an MCC coach, you know, to serve my clients in the best way that I could. 
And it was a dream. You know, it seriously was. I had had the privilege through my own coaching journey of discovering how I could best serve my clients and working with some amazing coaches from around the world, you know, Europe, the UK, America. And so I had that dream. So the first thing I would say is to anybody on their journey, their coaching journey is to, you know, hold that dream. You know, where do you want to be in your coaching journey? Whom do you want to serve? And where can your gifts and talents serve best that is fulfilling for you? And then stay focused. You know, so for me, um, having that dream enabled me to make the decisions, the choices. You know, I invested lots of time and money in developing myself as a coach. So um, having that dream um, and building on my passion, we talked about language, connecting with the heart, helping people find their purpose so they could have more meaningful work and create more meaningful work is what drove me and continues to do today. I think the second thing I would offer is commitment. For me, it was around having that commitment. And so as I continue to develop my practice and also my coaching skills, there were sacrifices for sure. You know, I was bringing up two children. My husband traveled a lot. I had a client base to nurture and I was doing my postgrad and writing long essays late at night um, and holding my buddy coaching groups and all of that because I felt, you know, on path for, you know, pursuing my dream. Mm-hmm. And so I think having that sense of commitment to what you sign up to is important. I guess the last thing I would offer in my experience that really have supported me and continues to support me is mentoring. I've been blessed with some amazing mentors, again, from around the world. And actually having that international flavor has been fabulous. You know, I've learned from so many coaches and worked in groups internationally and globally and, and learning the different cultures that we coaches get to work with. Um, But having that mentoring support, investing in mentoring was a key kind of element of of my own journey. And so as we talk about mentoring, what are some of the things that you considered when you chose a mentor? I think their own experience. So Mm -hmm. someone who could relate to my kind of where I focus on in in the coaching space. So Mm -hmm. my client base is professional financial services and my mentors have experienced as it happens that kind of environment so when I was able to bring some of my own coaching work and assignments to them through our conversations and um, there was an understanding um, of what the environment I which I worked in I think that was really helpful so the second thing for me in choosing a mentor was around their own journey and that they had been involved in assessing coaches and so they were able to help me with understanding more deeply ICF coaching competences and how and where I could really develop and hone those particular competences. So their experience of assessing was also very helpful. And the last thing was around relatability, you know, is is how do we get on together? There was a balance between the challenge and support that I felt that I would benefit from. So having yeah that relatability was important. Knowing that that as coaches, it's a we are also sort of responsible for our continued growth and well. So you've talked about being an, a lifelong learner and, and continuing to pursue the kinds of things that interest you both intellectually and that speak to your heart. And then that part of that journey is also working with mentor coaches to help grow you and, and strengthen whatever skill set we want to be responsible to continue to grow. Excellent. So, Jane, I know you work with coaches, you train coaches. What 
haven't I asked you that you would really like to be able to share either about sort of the path that you've been on as a coach or or just maybe something that you know that seems to come up a lot with the coaches that you work with that you might want to share? Thank you. Well, I guess I have the privilege of training other coaches, as I mentioned, in the thinking environment. And I think the thing that I'm really fascinated with right now is what our role is in the world of business. So I'm working within the corporate environment. And for those coaches that may be in that environment, I guess the question for me is to you know, think about is what is our responsibility as a coach? We have the privilege of coaching many leaders in businesses who have a huge impact on those in their span of care and the world more broadly. And so therefore, the, the question I would love to invite people to think about is just this in terms of as we consider the privilege we have as coaches, supporting leaders in their development, how can we serve them? How do we continue to develop ourselves so that we can be the very best for them? And I think in particular, I think it's taking on that responsibility and, you know, it's the seriousness of our role and the profession that we're in so that we can absolutely serve those people. And I think the thing about it at the minute for me is recognizing what are the key themes that we are witnessing across leadership and across the businesses that we serve. And I'm particularly interested right now in what I see as an inflection in the world of leadership where it needs to shift. It needs to shift to a leadership that is more human focused, that really encourages our leaders to think about the responsibility of their leadership and the people they have in their span of care. And I think we have a big part to play in that, in how we help leaders nurture that for themselves. Oh, absolutely. And I love the way that you sort of laid that out for all of us to consider. So this is just a sort of off the cuff question, but I think some people might be interested. From the time that you started, you went into coaching till you got your MCC. What was that span of time? 10 years. 10 years. Okay. So this is, you know, it is a journey and it is a journey filled with continued learning and growth and engaging with our clients and trusting the process. So for those of you who are, you know, on that path, stay the course. You bet. It's worth it. Jane, thank you so much for taking the time to share your journey and the pieces of learning you've picked up along the way that's just so beneficial to those of us who are on our journeys as well. And I'm still on it too. (laughs) Thank you. So I want you to know that the topic of today's show came directly from feedback from a listener through Facebook on the Star Coach page, asked for an MCC to share what the journey was like to MCC. And Jane was more than willing to do that. I want to thank Jane for that. And I also want to let all you know, I do listen to your feedback. And that's precisely why I'd love to do have some talks with some of you and get your feedback either through those interviews or through the survey. So I'm looking forward to connecting with you.
I want to once again thank Jane Edshead Grant for being our gracious guest and sharing her information. If you'd like to know more about Jane or about the many programs she's involved with, go to the resource page at starcoachshow.com and get that information. While you're on the site, you might also sign up for our ongoing book giveaway on our contact page. So, it is always an absolute pleasure to spend time with you. I wish you the very best for your coaching success. And until next week, this is Meg Rentschler, hoping that you have just a fantastic week. Bye-bye.